Well, hello. And welcome everyone to Getting It Off Her Chest, the podcast. And I have a beautiful lady to um, talk to today. Her name is Rhea Pauly. Rhea and I have known each other for, I think it's seven years now. And Rhea really helped me around the time that I had uh, was diagnosed with cancer. I had um, a few counselling sessions with you, didn't I? Yes. Especially around the time of my um, my surgery and I really wanted to come to see you because I needed my head in the right space before I went and had that ghastly surgery. So um, you've really helped me and, and we've maintained a beautiful connection ever since and what a what an interesting seven years it's been. <laughs> What a ride! Woo! Both of us. Um, so, so share with with everyone listening and, and watching what is it that you do and um, and then we'll lead into some other questions after you've just kind of introduced yourself. Okay, so now I work with women. So I'm a women's empowerment coach, but I do a number of things because, you know, hypnotherapy was one of the things that we previously connected over. So... I'm a hypnotherapist. I'm also a psychic, intuitive empath. I channel the goddess Mart. So, and um, I studied psychology at university, so I'm trained in psychotherapy. So I do a lot of different things and I bring all those things together when I'm working with women to empower them. I got particularly interested in the whole topic that we're going to be discussing today, which is narcissism, mm. um, because uh, that's been something I've been involved in my entire life. And I had a succession of relationships with men who would be classified as narcissists. And so I kind of see myself as having been in NARC training camp the whole of my life. I think that's yeah. a good way to see it so that I can go, okay, well, I chose this before I came here. I chose to be trained in narcissism for a particular reason. And so that reason was personal, obviously, for my own spiritual growth. My soul decided to do that but also because I now help women. I can actually help women get over narcissistic abuse and narcissistic relationships because I've been there already and I'm yeah. working a few uh, steps ahead, you might say, yes. on that path. I understand it well, let's say. So give us a brief um, description of what you understand a narcissist to be. Okay, so I like to see the whole narcissism thing on a spectrum. Okay, it's it's... A spectrum from someone who has narcissistic personality traits and so that person who has narcissistic personality traits might have been um, the victim of narcissistic abuse as a child. They might have been through childhood trauma, so emotional, sexual, psychological abuse as a child or emotional neglect. That's a biggie that affects children more than a lot of other things we've now come to realize so that yeah. narcissistic traits is at one end and at the other end of the spectrum is somebody who has a mental disorder called narcissistic personality disorder which is a personality disorder and they those personality disorders or cluster b um, disorders can often be comorbid which means that they often occur with other um um, disorders or mental illnesses like um, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, psychopathy. So they they often occur with other things. So so not everybody that we might say, well, that person's a narcissist has a has a mental illness or, or personality disorder. They may just have 
some narcissistic personality traits which makes it difficult to have relationships with them. That's the key thing, isn't it? Is it fair to say, though, that all of us kind of have attended or have narcissistic traits? I mean, I've read some of the narcissistic traits and I've kind of, I didn't, yeah, I've been that in the past. I've, I've experienced that. And then, and then you go, God, am I, am I one? But, but it, I mean, I think I've heard you say, but a true narcissist would never ask themselves if they are one. <laughs> That's exactly right. Narcissists don't ever ask themselves, is it them? They don't have personal insight. That's one of the symptoms, if you like to see it that way. But yeah, all children are narcissists, right? Mm. So we're, we're all narcissistic. We all have a completely, um, you know, we think that we're the centre of the universe. And hopefully what happens as we grow into adulthood is we get over that. But of, often some people have a developmental delay. They never grow up. So we have that Peter Pan complex or that that person who, you know, might be very intelligent to some degree but emotionally retarded, I suppose you might say, if you want to use that word, you know, emotionally, developmentally de de delayed. Yeah. And so they don't actually grow up properly. Um, so, yes, but remember, the thing about narcissists is this, is that it's not just the occasional, you know, showing of a narcissistic trait. It's a pervasive thing. Mm -hmm. So it occurs across all relationships across time. They have these repetitive occurrences of symptoms, right, where they're grandiose and a sense of entitlement and they have a completely external locus of control. So nothing is ever their fault. Everything is somebody else's fault. Um, they don't have personal insight. Uh, they can be manipulative. They're self-serving. You know, we kind of see narcissists as being a little bit like energy vampires. So they're yeah. trying to get their own needs met by sucking the life out of other people around them and using and, other people. Yeah, and um, usually um, it would be fair to say that empaths are, are targets for for narcissists and and I would say too empaths are very attracted to narcissists. So narcissists um, often um, test people out. So in the beginning of a relationship, a narcissist will test you out by seeing whether you play the game and empaths are pretty good at playing that game of responding positively to others even when they are behaving badly or forgiving them over and over again or, you know, um, not having strong boundaries. You know, empaths often don't have strong boundaries. So narcissists yeah. test them out and yeah. if they perform well in the beginning of the love bombing phase and, you know, they, they might be love bombing you and then they'll, they'll do something really terrible to you and a lot of people you know, might withdraw from that and say, oh, well, you're a jerk. Why did you do that thing? I don't want to see you anymore. But a narcissist will make an excuse for them, justify their behaviour. Or oh, the poor things, they had a bad childhood or their yeah. ex was horrible to them because narcissists tell all sorts of stories, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so never believe, never believe anybody's stories at the beginning of a relationship, anybody's stories at the beginning of a relationship. So why is it such a big thing and it's such a buzzword at the moment? Like everyone's a narcissist. So why why do you think a lot of people are coming out now and why do you think there's such attraction with, um, you know, such a following? I know I've looked at a lot of videos on YouTube and there's just so, it seems to be so many, in particular women I'm finding that have had experience with these kind of relationships in particular, like not necessarily just in their family life but um, you know, and their partners that they choose and, and why do we choose these sort of people? 
So part of the reason is the evolution of mankind and the evolution of, of psychology. You know, psych psychology has come out into the mainstream now. A lot, even if you haven't studied psychology at university like I have, you learnt, you've learned a lot about psychology by watching social media and movies and all of that sort of stuff. So it's sort of out in the mainstream. And, um, you know, we not, the society that we have today, I like to say it's like a perfect storm to create narcissists because narcissists are rewarded in our society, right? They're mm -hmm. given promotions. They have more money. They climb to the top of their field. Um, because they don't care who they stand on to get there and they don't care about your feelings. So, you know, they take whatever they need out of every situation. So they're the head of corporations, they're politicians, they're in Wall Street, they run banks, they're the 1% the of society that has all the money that we're always talking about, right? They're, they're narcissists. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that I don't know how they really come up with the, these statistics, but the statistics say that 75% of narcissists are men even though okay. narcissists only make up like 3% of society, 75% of them are men. And oh, so right. they're the real narcissists that we talked of, malignant narcissists, people with narcissistic personality disorder, right, 75%. So then a lot of the other people that we just say have narcissistic personality traits, a lot of them are men. Not that women can't have them, they can, but the vast majority of them are men. So you'll find that the victims of narcissistic abuse are often women, because, you know, we still have a situation in our society where we have a lot of domestic violence yeah. and by and large women and children, women and children are the, the, you know, the victims of domestic violence because those people that perpetrate domestic violence are more often narcissists and psychopaths. Yeah. So how can we, um, I mean, I think, I think we kind of touched on the traits but... Um, you know how can how can one kind of go? Oh my God, there's one. You know, if, especially if you're you may be out there looking for a mate. You might be on Tinder or something like that, or or you know, ready for another relationship. But you've had a few of these kind of relationships before. Um, how does uh, somebody not attract another one again? What is the work that needs to be done? Okay, so if you've if you've already had a relationship with a narcissist, even if it's only one then you need to get really knowledgeable about the games that narcissists play so that you can notice them in your next relationships. Now, there's a lot of people out there that only ever have one relationship with a narcissist. That doesn't mean to say that there's anything wrong with them or that they're attracting them in any way. That's just the luck of the draw or that person you're in relationship with turned out to be a narcissist. Mm. Um, but if you've had, like me, more than one relationship with a narcissist, then, you know, the red flashing light comes on, ding, 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 ding. There's something about you that is attracting them. There is something about them that you like. Yes. And so you really have to, you know, um, get help, I would say, go and talk to somebody and work out how you manage to get into a relationship with a narcissist. And quite often it is because you've been raised by a narcissistic parent and you don't know any different. And so that, that behaviour was normal to you and yes. you didn't know that it was really, really wrong. And so you go on and then you have relationships with narcissists. Yeah, so so it's the... Um... So knowledge and personal insight are the two key factors. I mean, you have to be able to recognise, once you've had a relationship with a narcissist, you recognise the narcissistic dance. So they love bomb you in the beginning of the relationship. They're often extremely charming. 
um, attentive to your needs, positively reinforcing you all the time, lots of affirmations. They do and say all the right things, very romantic, wine and dine you, all of that sort of stuff. And they do all that at the beginning of the relationship to suck you in. And you think, women think, oh, my God, I've met my soulmate. This is the perfect man for me. Finally, my night on white, a white charger has arrived, you know. And that's how women think. They think, oh, this is the one. And then, of course, the, the bad uh, behaviour starts. So the narcissist will start with the lies and the manipulation and the gaslighting and the word salad and the, you know, putting you down or trying to isolate you from your friends or, you know, all of that psychological manipulation happens. It's very subtle, isn't it? Because I've read some things um, where I've read something about a woman who was married for 25 years and she didn't know until she stumbled upon a video on YouTube, didn't really know how she got there and, and... they were explaining what narcissists were and her health was really declining and she couldn't work out, you know, what, what was going on and her relationship was really struggling and she realised that this had, this had been going on for years but she didn't know what it was and she finally got out of this relationship and wrote a big blog about it and um, was kind of really shocked to discover that she had been in an abusive or narcissistic relationship trying to get out trying to understand herself, but, you know, through that that video, it it helped her get out. But, you know, some women just don't know for years that they're involved in these sort of Well, I mean, we come, we come from a culture where we were supposed to get married and live happily ever after and women were supposed to put in most of the work in the relationship to nurture their partners and make everybody happy and look after everybody's relationships and make it all work. Mm-hmm. So... That's, that's the belief system that we came from. Now, so if you've got a man that's behaving badly and he's behaving like a jerk and he's selfish and self-absorbed, well, most a lot of women will would say, well, that's just men and you have to put up with that. That's the price of being in relationship. But, yeah. you know, now yeah. that women don't have to be in relationships that they don't want to be in and, you know, we've had the breakdown of all of that and you can get divorced, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Women have their own money. They don't need men to support them anymore most of the time. So they can make choices to get out of those kind of relationships. You know, it's the, the, the thing about being in a narcissistic relationship is this, that you are diminished by that relationship. You know, relationship is supposed to support you. It's supposed to be a positive influence in your life. It's supposed to make you feel better and, about yourself and, you know, fulfil some of your emotional needs and, and all of that. So when you're in a relationship with a narcissist, that isn't true because you're all the time looking after their needs. They're not looking after yours. They don't really care about you. They don't really care about your needs. So you will feel worse. You will go downhill from being in the relationship. And so that's the key, isn't it? Is the relationship enhancing enhancing your life or, you know, making you feel worse? So there is a lot of, um, you know, self-work that needs to be done um, you know, if we've attracted this kind of relationship into our lives, obviously there's some uh, some wounding going on. Well, like I said, if you've had more than one relationship with a narcissist, there's a reason and that's your work. You've got to find out what that reason is and you've got to heal yourself and then you've mm. got to be very aware of what a narcissist looks like 
and then yeah. you, you develop this radar. So if they come near me anymore, I go, oh, my God, there's another one, two se- you know, not very long because I'm psychic as well. So it doesn't take me very long to, you know, go, oh, no, there's another one. Go away. I'm not talking to you. I don't care what you've got to say. And I just find them hilarious now. I watch their antics and I just go, could you be more obvious, right? But, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I was in narcotic school for a long time and that's how I developed those the yeah. narc rate, but that's what happens. And then, uh, so you, sorry, Go on. you're looking for someone who's who doesn't fit that that persona, that image. You're looking for someone. I've even, um, you know, who is that? Doctor Christina? Is it Christian? Christina Northrup? Yes. Who wrote a book about? Um, oh gosh, Women's health. Yeah. Yeah, and, and a lot of books, and and she looked. She talks about um, energy vampires. Yes. Narc- yeah, and she really—I mean, she, that woman knows her stuff. But you know, it's—it's it's interesting that some some women can stay in that cycle of being a victim of of that. I mean, there is that point where you've got to go. Okay, well, you understand what what um, you know. You you understand what they are, who they are. Um, you understand that you need to do some work. But if we keep going down that road and keep going over the narcissistic stuff and what they do, it gets you stuck, right? Uh, yes, and that's where a lot of people get. They get stuck in the blame game and the the shock and disbelief of what they've been through and they can be stuck in that for a long time and I would urge people uh, don't get stuck there, right? It's it's a part of the process of understanding narcissism and understanding what, what happened to you. And you, you need to go through it, but you need to go through it and see the light at the end of the tunnel. And the light at the end of the tunnel is, well, this has been an opportunity for me to heal those things inside me that are going to prevent me from actually loving someone authentically, right? Yes. And so I've attracted this and have created this in my life for a purpose. And from a spiritual perspective, you know, if you've come in and you've had a narcissistic parent or narcissists in your family, then you've definitely chosen from a soul perspective to have this experience and you move through it and heal and then know it for the blessing that it actually is, mm. right? It's actually healing you. I mean, I, I believe the rise of narcissism on the planet is, is about um, the evolution of mankind and the shift in consciousness and where we're actually going because narcissists are in the darkness, right? They are still using lies, manipulation, energy vampiring and all of those other things to get their own needs met. Now, if we are going through a shift in consciousness, is it is about self-love, it is about being sovereign beings, it is about standing in our own truth and our own integrity, taking responsibility, you know, helping others, being service to others oriented. That's That's what enlightenment is. And yeah. so we have to get over um, our compulsion to be with narcissists because that's unhealthy. That means we're giving too much and not very good at receiving. That's the thing about empaths. They're often really good at giving, but they're not very good at receiving. So it feels comfortable to them to be in a relationship with someone who's a taker, right, mm. if they're a giver. But that's out of balance. And everything in the universe is seeking balance. So if we're going to evolve and we're going to be ascend and we're going to become enlightened and all of that stuff, you know, that pot of gold at the end of our rainbow, then we have to learn how to be in healthy, balanced relationships, have good boundaries, love ourselves first, 
and then allow that love to flow out onto other people. So we're bringing the light. Enlightenment is bringing the light into the darkness in the world. So this is just another form of doing that. Right? As we raise our vibration and we, we evolve, we're looking to, into all the dark corners of mankind and yes. all the things that people are doing that is not for our highest good and we're yes. shining the light into them and that's why the light is shining on narcissism right now because My a lot goodness. of people are hiding behind it, they're hiding their darkness behind it and uh, the game's up. It's interesting, <laughs> isn't it, because they, like um, they look like they get away with with a lot, don't they? They look like, oh, they move on really quick and then they look like yeah. they've, they've got a, a new relationship or they've um, created a new family very quickly. They don't seem to get over the last relationship. <laughs> you know, they don't take time. They just move on and seemingly look like on the outside like everything's rosy and peachy. And, and that's one of the most common things that women complain to me about. And that really hurts them. It really, really guts you when you're still can't get out of bed and you just want to pull the covers over your head and eat a tub of ice cream and cry all day long and they've moved on and they've got a new girlfriend and they're as happy as anything. That kills you, right? But what I say to them is they, they aren't really in love with that person they're with. That person is their next victim. They're going to do exactly the same thing to that person they did to you. And there's no safe place for narcissists because as narcissists get older and they lose their charm and their physical beauty, right, and they, they get into old age, it's not so easy for them to reel in victims. They're not, they lose their power. They lose their life force energy as they get older. And so they usually die old and alone. And even their own children end up, you know, having to separate from them and, and distance themselves. So it's not as if they've got happiness at the end, right? I mean, I feel sorry for narcissists. They yeah, are It makes you feel a lot of compassion of being an empath anyway, but there's a compassion because um, there is obviously something just really damaged, wounded in, in them to to actually play out this life that way. Yeah, yeah. And so I feel, I feel compassion for them. I do. Yeah. Over yeah. there. Go over there and stay over there. And I'm <laughs> compassionate about you. Poor thing, you had a tough childhood. Something bad happened to you. You're wounded. Yeah. yeah. But that doesn't mean to say I want them around me or I want them in my life because I absolutely don't because I know the price that I pay because when you're an empath, you're naturally blending your energy and helpfulness to others all the time. It's your natural movement of energy and you can't help yourself. So yeah. you can't afford to be in relationship with narcissists. No, it's a journey, isn't it? Sure is. It is. <laughs> I really feel, I mean, it feels like it's, it's to some degree, I mean, I'm doing this this podcast, it's getting it off her chest. It's, um, it's all about women, um, women who have, experience nice bottle nice crystal bottle there yeah um, right. I do we sell that at my shop high vibe water <laughs> <laughs> plug um yeah and it feels like you know I'm kind of bagging the masculine or bagging men to some degree but it's not about that it's it's a uh, not all men men are like this it's just no. a certain type of of male that that seems to be out there and I think what you said we're, we're having uh, an evolution right now and the light is shining on all the dark. So 
everything's like the the veil is being lifted isn't it on everything and everyone who's not living truth and who's trying to skirt around and have everything go their way but you know it just doesn't life isn't like that <laughs> it's just well you know i channel the goddess mart and she was the one that 5,000 years ago in Egypt gave Egypt the 42 ideals of Mart, which was um, like the Ten Commandments, and it was a prescription of how to live morally and spiritually in life and be a good person. And if you look at those 42 ideals, I, I looked at them yesterday, there's at least a dozen of those ideals that narcissists can't live up to because they're things like, um, you know, be kind to others and be compassionate and be humble and, you know, um, only, you know, take the rewards that you've earned and, you know, all, all of these sorts of ideals that are in there. So 5,000 years ago in Egypt, there's Goddess Mart having given her rules for life down to the Egyptian people and we're still at the point where, where a lot of people on the planet don't live up to those rules. No. No. So, you know, that's why... If we're going to evolve as a society and we're going to move forward and, you know, we're supposed to be in the age of Aquarius and we're supposed to be, you know, moving towards a much more humane and peaceful and balanced society, then we've got to balance out all of these uh, negative traits that we have in us. Yes, yeah. And we've and all got to if you're, if you're an and you're, point, you're noticing narcissism in somebody else, you're actually doing them a favour. Yeah. Right, you're pointing. You, you're, you. The potential is that you can point it out and let them know that their behaviour is not okay. If you just keep accepting their behaviour, you're just perpetuating it. But they don't really listen to that. They don't see themselves as doing any wrong, do they? And it's no. very rare that a narcissist will seek help or actually um, heal themselves, which kind of feels really like weird. Well. <laughs> I mean, if they've only got a few narcissistic personality traits and they're prepared to take responsibility for those, and there are people around like that, and I work with some of those people who really do want to change, then, yes, yes they yes. can change those things. But even then it's hard because narcissism in itself keeps um, those ego boundaries really rigid, and so it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's very difficult. But, yes, a lot most narcissists can't change. They can't be helped. They won't change because they never accept responsibility for anything they do. It's always your fault. You did it. So, you know, well, they're going to be lonely and they're going to continue to have difficult relationships and they're going to be unhappy. But that's not our business. Our business is to, not, to take responsibility for ourselves and to make ourselves happy and to heal. So what would you say to a woman watching this and going and somebody thinking, oh, shit, I think I might be in one? What, what would your advice be to them? Always, always go and get help. I mean, you need to talk to somebody else about it. You need to, be a, you need to have someone else to bounce off because, you know, there's a big narcissists aren't diagnosed. They don't go to psychologists, counsellors or doctors, right? So the yeah. problem is that that we are having to diagnose people we're in relationship with basically, you know, and, and I'm not a psychologist so I can't diagnose either, right? Um, yep. but, but, it, you know, it's something that you have, to, you have to really have a very clear vision of, are they or aren't they, right? What is the real problem in this relationship? So you need someone to talk to about it first of all and then once you find out that they're a narcissist, then it depends on the degree of their narcissism and if they will go to a coach or a counsellor with you, 
um, then maybe they're not so bad, right? They're prepared to take a look at themselves. So Mm -hmm. there's your indicator. That's the first step. And then if they won't go and get help and you're unhappy in the relationship and it is making you miserable and you feel less of yourself, right, you're having trouble um, having confidence and self-esteem and all those sorts of things, sometimes you've just got to get out. Yeah. You've just got to leave the relationship and go on. That's not an easy thing if there are children involved. So, you know, I'm making it sound simple. It's not that simple. It's really complex for a lot of people. But... But, yes, sometimes you just need to walk away and focus on yourself and build, building a better life yourself. The best revenge is happiness, right? Yeah, it is. It is. On that note, I'd like to always leave it on an up note. Thank you so much, Ria, for your time. I absolutely adore you. Um, thank you for helping me way back when and still today. I know I've run you in in um, distraught states and you've really helped me through some really tough times so um, and thanks for coming on and just you know sharing your wisdom it's a really really hard subject it's a really sad subject it's tough um, but there is hope and there is a way out so thanks for being inspiring for others. been a blessing Jay I've absolutely loved it um, Love talking to you as always. It's always fun. We have some really, really cool conversations and I always enjoy them. Um, and uh, I love talking to, to women about this subject because I, I think it's really important. And I am here to be of service. That's my thing. My passion is to, to help women and empower them. So happy to be here. Yeah, awesome. Okay, my love. Thank you so much again. Bye for now. Love you. Bye. Bye.